the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. And Macbeth, if I had a key card, it would have worked today. Unlike the last two weeks. We've been off for two weeks, baby. Uh, three, if you count. The, three? Yeah, two shows. We missed two shows. You look skinnier, yet your head looks bigger. Huh. Yeah, well, Taffy apple effect. Yeah. Well, um, we are back, and this is where we discuss and dissect political talking points of both parties. And this is specifically um, an important line I want to hit. Because I got in a Facebook discrepancy little... Uh, Tit for tat with a guy I grew up with, who I love, by the way. Love. One of the only guys in Melrose Park over five foot nine. His name was Mark Mausberger. I'm saying his name. We were very good friends. Haven't seen each other. Is, for, it, is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. He's, what's he going to do? Sue me? He's got enough money. You don't have to Maybe. sue Maybe. Um, and I, you know, really, I, I always liked him. And we, I, you know, I haven't seen him in 35 years. But you get in these arguments because one thing um, we have to agree upon as Americans is that we are not communists we are not lighter better buffed versions of communists called socialists and we are recognizing that both parties are preaching versions of socialism so we need to recognize this regardless of party affiliation you have to be able to look at this Congress, which, by the way, is not only the dumbest group of Congress. It looks like the only sorority no one wants to see in a pillow fight. It is by far the most socialist Congress ever elected in American um, America history. There's no question about it. It's American history. That I like we've how you just got set... it right the first time and then corrected yourself. That's all right. wrong. Well, you know why? Because I, I, I am so aggravated. I watched the Ocasio-Cortez 60-minute um, dissertation with Gloria Vanderbilt's kid. And it really <laughs> drove me nuts because the idea that this outright dimwitted, probably a nice girl, young little kid doesn't know uh, if it's Tuesday or July. This girl is going to be, has the, more followers than Nancy Pelosi on Twitter, has more um, wind, on, wind under her sail than any other congressperson that's been elected. Um, she's a really only supersedes our own dimwit, Lauren Underwood, which is, by the way, we're going to have a guest on in uh, about 15 minutes that's going to discuss this. Um, 
So this is infuriating to me, somebody who fights his own party when they try to implement socialism, somebody who fights his own party when they implement collectivism or government controlled uh, economies, both macro and micro. It is important to me that we as Americans say the only restraints in this country are to be on politicians. Yet you have politicians speaking sedition to me. This is what they're preaching, by the way, is tyranny and treason to me. As somebody who likes liberty, as somebody who rejects controlled government, as somebody who doesn't want to be a slave to politicians, I reject socialism. And nobody spews it better than these newly elected Congress people. Which, by the way, Macbeth, you know this because we've been talking about it for years now. The most important body of Congress, I mean, of, of government, is Congress. They're supposed to be closest to us. These are our representatives. And of the two houses, the House. Exactly. Yeah. You're the ones we're that exactly spend the money. Don't want to be. You're the ones that have your, your, are supposed to represent the people, and you're supposed to fight for your constituents. And now we, as the constituents at, uh, at held hostage, in Illinois in particular, we have socialists running amok already, and it's day four since they've been sworn in. And I'm not just talking about the Muslim girl from Detroit who, uh, you know, proves she's not just uh, beautiful on the, ins- on the outside. She's, that's bone deep. She's just a vile human being. Her name isn't even worth, you know what I'm talking about? The yeah, hijab? Well, the, yeah, the anti... Uh, called the president an MF-er? In a, yeah. in a, well, and, and you know, I mean, you know, he set a pretty decent precedent. But it's irrelevant that. because you know what else? You get lost in that whole thing. You know what she was when she said that? At a moveon.org multi-million dollar PAC donation rally. Yeah, who cares? Well, I care because I want to tear away that structure. It's irrelevant to me that, that people claim to be their Democrats, like my dear friend who I haven't seen in 30 years, or Republicans like my other friends who don't realize they're really Democrats. It's about, do we want to tear apart this structure of tyranny we call our political ruling class? Because that's exactly what these people are. And now you're going to live the effect of sending these socialist dimwits to Washington. Because... Give me a little Ocasio-Cortez and how, how realistic she is and how f- what a firm grasp of the issues and reality and how she wants to represent the people instead of rule them. It would have been good if you had hit it. We yeah, right no, on. I did hit it. it. No, the system froze. The system froze. Damn it. I've got to deal with this faulty system. Hold on. All right, Let's and if you care to here. participate, 312-642-5600. Can you hit it yet? No. All right, do I have to juggle? Sing to yourselves out there in the audience. Try juggling. All right, I'm juggling. It's harder than you think. So anyway, I'll, I'll tell you what she wants uh, until my guy can get the computer to work. Maybe this way. All right. <laughs> Should I play it on my phone? What she wa- nope, it's not playing. What she wants is to eliminate fossil fuels. Eliminate them. She wants a, a, a 100%. I don't want to drive a Tesla, but apparently I, those are my options. It's either that or that Nissan Leaf made by the French. Also junk. I don't want to drive an electric car. I like oil i don't see the need to get rid of it i don't believe the scam you're selling and her other conclusion that she wants to get to is a green energy that'll make uh, sean caston's father even richer and more dorky than he already is today and how does she want to pay for that well we're only going to tax at the tippy top this is a congresswoman who uses the word tippy-top when it comes to tax rates and is perfectly comfortable saying that people who make above what she thinks is acceptable should give 70% of their income to government, which, by the way, spends it very frugally. I'm going to try playing it with another system, let's see. You're talking about zero carbon. Hey. Yeah, turn it up. No use of fossil fuels within 12 years? That is the goal. It's ambitious. And How is that possible? You're talking about everybody having to drive an electric car? 
it's going to require a lot of rapid change that we don't even conceive as possible right now. It's like talking to- what is the problem with trying to push our technological capacities to the furthest extent possible. This would require the raising taxes. There's an element where, yeah, there, people are going to have to start paying their fair share in taxes. Oh, here we specific go. on the tax rate? You know, you look at our tax rates back in the 60s, and when you have a progressive tax rate system, your tax rate, you know, let's say from zero to $75,000 may be 10% or 15%, etc. But once you get to, like, the tippy Tops. Tippy tops. Uh, on your 10 millionth dollar, uh, sometimes you see tax rates as high as 60 or 70 percent. That doesn't mean all $10 million are taxed no. at an extremely high rate, but it means that as you climb up Can this I ladder, shut her off. you oh, should be a headache. Thank you, thank you. See, here's the thing, Macbeth. I'm a father of teenage girls, oh, so, and, and you know I've watched you raise kids and you get the friends over, and I've already been well aware of the Valley Girl. Just keep humming when you talk so it sounds like some dim-witted song where you have that constant beat in your, in your conversation. If you change inflection, your brain is doing something. So, you know, I, I can almost look past that. I can even look past the Groucho Mark's eyebrows and the, I can but one thing I cannot look past is the fact that she is selling a conclusion of a utopia that only this child believes exists and she is willing to seize and confiscate and extort the American people to get to where this dreamland is in her head yeah all at the same moment she is ignoring the oath she just took so she doesn't understand the gravity of her position that she holds. Well, it's also a point to be made that we, you know, we're at what forty percent fossil fuels at this point. Um, we've already come a decent way. It's just in the last ten years. So let's say since uh, since two thousand eight, mm-hmm. we've come quite a ways uh, as far as not using as much fossil fuel. We've and we've also been come. A, the whole we've way. also come quite a ways on making our own and yeah. and finding our own and exploiting it. So what you're going to do is undermine uh, the entire uh, economy of North Dakota, <laughs> along with another entire, few states. I think and, you say America, baby, the world. And uh, the other fact is it's already solving itself. The market solves these things. When oil becomes too expensive or becomes too dirty, people find that necessity breeds innovation. And you know what else she ignores, Macbeth, that, that really aggravates me? These people who pretend to be so in tune with nature. Do you know what you destroy of the earth in order to get your lithium? Do you know the oh, no damage kidding. you've Battery done with this nonsense process. phony agenda, which has enriched just but the true one percent in well, the world? Who burns, um, you know, fossil fuels more cleanly, us or China or India? Please. Us, right? So and if we use less, it's going to be cheaper on the market, which means they're going to use more and they're going to burn it less cleanly. Fine. And you want to know another thing? I refuse. I forgot to tell you this because uh, during uh, the podcast, I I was talking about that imbecile. F. Chuck Todd or Chuck Todd with the Q-tip hair. Yeah. I refuse to, to, to refer to him. I refuse to play his clips. We are. It is an official Liberty Hour boycott of that moron after he said he no longer will entertain a debate of actual reason and science when it comes to the green energy scam. This is the Liberty Hour. Um, give us a call if you care to participate. If you're on the line, stay on the line. I am going to have a guest on, um, Matt uh, Quinn, right? Or no, Quick is it Quinn? Yeah, Matt Quinn will be joining us. <laughs> I should probably know that. You know why I've got I've got three names in front of me, and one of them is Quigley, and I'm distracted by my loathing of Quigleys. We'll be back after this. This is the Liberty Hour. 
Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows. It was Quigley, Macbeth, but my hatred. Yes, I know. My hatred for Mike Quigley <laughs> prevented me psychologically from getting the name right. I've blocked it out. Because that, that the, the other guy who's a congressman. Hey, that one plays. From the 5th District, um, Mike Quigley is the quintessential Chicago Democrat fraud. And it's not just because I like that. I can't stand that underbite he's got going. Um, but we do have on the line one of the, one of the, the people to be um, elected, which I think is, is, is a shame. It's an embarrassment. And it's one of the reasons I'm, I'm rushing my move out of Illinois is uh, Lauren Underwood, who, by the way, will give equal time. If uh, she yeah, wants to wanna, come on, yeah, next we'll be week, more than happy. Plenty of time. More than happy to give her equal time. But I don't. Something tells me she doesn't want to make the appearance because I've got some stiff questions I, for her. I hope she does. I think it would be great. All right. Um, do you want to play her clip or just bring on uh, Matt? I don't. I have yeah. no faith in this system whatsoever. All right. Let's just bring on let's Matt. See our guy. Matt, thank you so much uh, for calling the Liberty Hour. I appreciate it. So, um, hey, Sean, thanks for having me. It's interesting. I, I received a, t- a tweet originally from uh, we, we have a mutual friend or you have somebody that works in your campaign that um, follows me on Twitter and uh, they told me about you. So um, I think you could do better than I could. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what exactly you're you're kind of it's kind of unusual that you're announcing your candidacy days after this woman was sworn in. But there, she is kind of elected under a cloud. I think I don't like the whole never lived here since she graduated high school. And uh, apparently she's registered in Washington. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple things. First of all, I did announce the day that she took uh, the day after she took office, her first full day in office. I announced my candidacy to run against her. And part of that is because I feel that she represents a creep of progressive values here in the Illinois 14th District. I grew up in Warrenville, Illinois. Mm -hmm. I saw the the fact that conservative values built that area, grew that area into a place where I loved and if we're not fighting this on the very first day, then we're letting it win. So that's why I announced on the very first day. Beyond that, as you mentioned, yes, she is entering office under a cloud of investigation, quite literally. Uh, I'm working with a gentleman by the name of Stephen Uhaney, who's a private citizen down in Oswego, who looked into Lauren Underwood's voting history and discovered that in 2016, after living in D.C. and voting in D.C. for many, many elections, she submitted a ballot uh, absentee ballot back to Will County and signed for it. And Will County's clerk's <laughs> office confirmed Strange. that. So now to a lay yeah, person, to a lay person like me, that may, basically sounds like she voted twice um, in in two different states. Is that is, correct? Is there any other way to see that? Well, I don't know. So, she is an Obama uh, uh, elected. She's an Obama cabinet person, isn't she? So they don't, they're yeah, not she, subjected to the same rules we yeah. are, are they? I mean, they get to do that, don't <laughs> let, they? Let your guest talk. Go ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, she did not vote in the same election. The problem is she didn't change her registration back and forth. So it'd be equivalent to me to suddenly deciding, you know, I'm going to vote in California, because why not? Yeah. Um, she didn't vote in D.C. at the same time. And you could might say, oh, maybe she just temporarily moved back. Well, if that's the case, then she would have needed to re-register in D.C., which she did not. And, and then driver's she didn't license vote in D.C. Or... in the general election. So that's the, uh, that's the fault that, that's, uh, that's in there. And you actually have someone down in... Uh, down in Texas, Crystal Mason, who did something very, very similar, and she's in jail for five years. 
Details, details. She's probably a Republican, though. The the difference is you're allowed to do that in Illinois, not by the law, but by the lack of enforcement. Well, I have a question here, Matt. Mm -hmm. When she was elected to office, now I'm aware she lived with mommy and daddy, right? She's a congressperson who never, she didn't have her own lease. She didn't have her own address. Nothing wrong with that. She She lived with mommy and daddy, right? And here's my question. Did she get elected as an Illinois congressperson with a Washington, D.C. driver's license? Does anybody know that? That I do not know. I, I know she at the time she was indeed an Illinois resident, but yes, yeah, she was living at her parents' uh, parents' address, and she ran her entire campaign from there. Because if and you're so, going to live in Illinois, really the only way to do it is um, not have any attachment here. The only way to live in Illinois is to not own any property, to, make it to so not it's have not any liability you, yeah. for the corruption and the fraud and the Democrat circumstance we're in, and more importantly, not be subjected to Illinois' new sin tax, which is apparently anything to do with mobility and driving, as it will soon be under attack from uh, Jelly Belly Pritzker. So you are going to run against Lauren Underwood, and your campaign is basically starting the day she was sworn in. So you've got two years of campaigning um who is the people who are the people or what is the organization you got any of that dark money attached to you because i don't like that dark money matt no no i'm Uh a clean candidate i'm someone who came fresh out i've never held office before i'm a former naval officer and veteran i am a strong conservative and i'm an entrepreneur who started my own international uh, business with some folks here in uh here in illinois and we've spread that out throughout the entire country and internationally uh, it's a business that helps entrepreneurs write their business plans and grow jobs. We've actually helped thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs create business plans and start businesses uh, worldwide. So my background is the fact that I'm frustrated. I believe very strongly in conservative values and being pro-small business. And when I see some of the policies that Lauren represented and the fact that the way she ran her campaign was very disingenuous, it, create a, it created a lot of division in the community, my community, and it infuriated me. And so that's why I stepped forward from being a private citizen to someone who is running because I will not stand for the creep of those progressive values. So, Matt, I've got to tell you, I've watched these elections. Both her and that uh, brain surgeon, Sean Caston, were elected under promoting universal health care, under promoting free college and free preschool. So I could only conclude from that that Illinoisans want to be socialists because you elected two socialists to represent you in the most important body of Congress. Um, why do you feel there's anyone left? Because after Bruce Rauner was primaried, we were basically told by the Republican establishment to get the hell out of the state. I was told that specifically by Pat Brady, uh, by the Durkin lobbyist firm scheme and the rest of the Illinois establishment Republicans. So who do you think is going to support you? I'm wondering. Well, the thing is, when you talk about the Illinois establishment Republicans, that's part of my frustration. When I when I looked right after the election, was anyone going to fight Lauren? I would. I didn't see anyone stepping forward. As I said, I'm an entrepreneur. When you see a gap in the market, you fill it with a business. And here I saw a gap in the in Republican politics. It's time for fresh blood to step up. And there's a lot of people out there who didn't vote in this last election. I think that you saw a bit of a blue wave, but more more importantly, you didn't see the red voters actually turn out in large numbers. Because they didn't have, they weren't inspired by the policies that we were promoting here. I think if we really return to those true conservative roots, especially in the 14th, you're going to see the voters come out in droves to support it. So I am one of those people you talked about. I went and I wrote on my ballot, not good enough, and I filed it. 
That's how I protest. I don't believe in binary choices. So as we get to your policy specifics, another thing I find just erodes society is the corporatist version of an economy that the Illinois Republican frauds such as Brady and Durkin and Rauner represent. So I don't want that any more than I want uh, the outright socialism of Underwood. So what are you going to do to break that? Are you are you going to strip away the power of government? Are you going to fight? To, to, to cut all of the ridiculous spending. We were watching this dysfunction in Washington. No one's talking about the debt anymore. We don't talk about the, the, the actual waste of what we're spending. I mean, are you going to attack it as Congress? You're in charge of writing the checks. Will you work mm-hmm. to, to strip away the power of, of a citizen against citizen and have us all go back to the property rights we're promised? So one of the advantages of being an entrepreneur, Sean, is the fact that in starting a business, you're operating on bare bones budget and every single dollar counts. And so what I plan to bring to Washington is that same level of skepticism and spending to make sure that every dollar that is actually spent by our country is going to the right organization, the right program, and something that's actually going to produce value for the country. If it's not producing value, it shouldn't be spent and that's basically my policy on that. Well, Matt, I like what I'm hearing, and I hope to hear more. I have to tell you, right now, you, you know, you've got my support. However, I will tell you this. If you waver on these principles and you start to adopt this flim-flam Republican you know, version of capitalism, I'm going to throw you on the wayside. But for right now, I like you, and you can come back. And we'll also take the uh, Underwood uh, socialist. I'd love to get her for the same amount of time. Thank you, Matt, so much for calling. Um, how much time we got there, big guy? Oh, we got about a minute. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, brother. Um, I'll tell you, it's it's refreshing to hear a young guy, you know, and I mean this. Yeah. To hear a young guy want to put up that fight, because I'm 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 an entrepreneur. I'm all those things he described. Yeah. And the conclusion I came to after this election, in particular in Illinois, is that my future is not here anymore. So I am preparing. I'm I'm already. I leave tomorrow morning early, and uh, this is where I've decided to to focus on my future. And I, and I'm not alone. Companies and individuals are running from this state so much so. Mike Madigan ran a ridiculous commercial to say that they yeah, got our backs that. instead of the way they've been stabbing us in it. Pretend like you haven't been in power for forty 50 years. Fifty years, yeah. this son of a gun. You realize 1969. Speaking of fifty years, we'll be talking about Eddie Burke when we get back. Oh, I can't wait to talk about him. The zoot suit gangster, baby. All dialed up, even with the hat. If you're on the line, we'll get to you after this. This is the Liberty Hour, 312-642-5600. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. I'll know I made it, Macbeth, when I get a MyPillow. Right now, I have no MyPillow. You don't, you don't, you're not I even allowed to turn on your own mic. Stupid pillow. All right, let's go to... Oh, we got two mics. Uh, let's go to Mike on the line in Underwood's district. Mike, do you feel a little bit more socialist now, you Trotskyite, you? <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm very upset. And the reason she was because Randy Holker went from a... Tea Party conservative under Obama to a Paul Ryan Republican under Trump. And then did and I, virtually I held nothing. My nose and vo- yeah, I, I held my nose and voted for him. Uh, but if you get an independent firebrand conservative to run against Underwood like Matt, if he can run against a two-party duopoly, he can win by 20 points. I mean, Underwood, if you follow her social media pages, it's all about her. You know, well, She's already asking for money before she even took office. 
We know why Mike's so, uh, not a bookie it, anymore. 20 points. Boy, boy, that's a bold <laughs> call. You know, I got to tell you. Well, Randy I, just uh, a couple years ago won by 20 points. So this is a conservative district. Well, and, uh, I, the thing is with Thunderwood, she has no issue knowledge of the issues. It's whatever MSNBC uh, tells her. Well, first of all, she's, she's literally running as Lenin. She is an out-and-out-of-the-closet Soviet. There's no question about it. I mean, if you look at, listen to her platforms, it's the old-fashioned socialism that we sent guys over to foreign countries to fight, and this son of a gun just became a congresswoman. So, and the thing with uh, Hulkram, I thought he was lackadaisical at best, and it's a they shame. They didn't really campaign at the end, especially. You know, Roscoe... They, they were doing nothing on the, on the ground. Peter, I've got friends who live in that area, so they wouldn't see a sign, nothing. Peter Roscoe threw away conservatism willingly. Sure. He, I mean, over six years, he was a punchline. Yeah. I thought that Hulkram was far more in line with conservative at, principles. At one point, he, just, yeah. he didn't want to push the effort. I, it was really disheartening. Yeah. Well, Michael, listen, I hope for the best for all of us and for real estate values and for the prosperity of Illinoisans. You're right, because the reality is, brother, if you thought the last few years in Illinois was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. You better roll your sleeves up. By the time these son of a guns get done with you, Ed Burke will look like a statesman. All right, let's, <laughs> uh, let's clean up. the. Re- we got another mic on the north side. How are you, handsome? Hey, thanks for taking my call. First, I want to warn you, before everybody celebrates about Burke going down, you get rid of him, who's going to be running the Democratic Party and the machine in Chicago? Oh, well, the guy, the guy Emmanuel's me? appointing is already, yeah, it's, there's, that cog is back yeah. in the wheels. Listen, it's going to be the gives me that crew from the South Side, the ones that worship Obama, and this is going really? to go down faster than Detroit. Well, who's who's but, the guy hey, that Rom just appointed, Mike? You'll know his name escapes me. Irish, Irish with the gold O'Connor. Yeah. O'Connor. O'Connor. How about this son of a gun with the wife, who's the real estate broker? That her clients magically get all the new redistricting. They magically get every every uh, uh, permit they want. It's one coincidence. Show. Come on, every rezoning. And all hey, of a sudden, reported. Listen, that got reported to the FBI about 12 years ago. And what happened? They're still working on it. Yeah, they're working on it. The FBI could have tried water if you pushed them off Navy Pierre. Please. They're still mad over Krispy Kreme going out of business, son of a gun. Useless, as far as I'm concerned. The idea that in Chicago, we've got how many investigative reporters? We got the FBI. We got all this going on. And yet, it is the antithesis of a crime family. And here you got Madigan. 50 years yeah. of destruction of a state. He is a, he's well, running commercials about how good things are going to be. How about the other Madigan? His daughter was supposed to be the oh, attorney general. Geez. I don't know how you can be the attorney general in a state like Illinois and, and have, what was it, one, uh, one corruption? And that was nothing. a case that was handed to her by IG. How about and who's who's going to be better, uh, Kwame Raul? No, this son of a gun can't find he, his derriere with both he hands. He has stated overtly, Please. like we're not we're not uh, focusing on corrupt corruption's not the first uh, priority for his office. And you want to know? And you want to know what's funny? I hit that by accident, by the way. You want to know what's funny? You what? What'd I you hit, a, I hit a mic over here, but oh, don't yeah, worry, it's all sure. fine. Um, you want to know what's funny about this whole thing is that the the rejection by citizens that should be taking place is resulting in landslide victories of that very party. That's because people can't think outside themselves. It's going to take personal pain for people to turn around and actually look at it objectively. Well, I mean, when you've got a woman... Some of us are already good. When you've got a young woman who not only doesn't live in the district... I'm sorry, she came back to win an election. That doesn't mean anything. She has no skin in the game at all 
in the result of her actions in Illinois. Not only that, she ran on the exact failures that have destroyed our, our, our state and destroyed our major city in our state. It is the same party of which that, that clown in his zoot suit, who's been walking around like Al Capone for 50 freaking years, this guy, wins handily every time he's elected. In yeah. fact, this is the first time he's got anybody challenging him. Yeah. For 50 years. Well, can we just that talk? That a joke. Can we talk a little bit, too, about just if you're making the rules for that long and sidestepping for that long, how complacent do you have to be in, in an age of electronic espionage and spying and everything else to just be so forward on, on, on a phone call? Macbeth, it's a 37-page indictment. Right. Yeah. And what it is, is that it's it's clear and present that he was using his position to extort money for himself and his cohorts. It's virtually impossible to spend it any other way. And, and one you, sentence, next sentence. And he's been doing it for five decades. And they're acting like this is the. Oh, look at what he did. It's amazing. It's a shame. Oh, don't forget about the uh, council wars shutting down Harold Washington was the last mayor that wasn't part of the machine. And uh, they get nothing. with. And it. the other pretend lawyer who's masked, made twice. Twice what he did, he's the elder statesman who's running commercials to keep you confident and keep you cool. Right. And we're pretending that this is a state instead of a crime family. You could charge the whole damn state with the RICO Act. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after these messages. 312-642-5600. Sean from Elmwood Park. You're listening to the Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312 312- Six four two fifty six hundred. This is the Liberty Hour. So let me ask you a question. So then, if I hit these Berkey clips, they don't work. They're, no, they're working. Huh. Wait, uh, what do you have up in there? I got Ed Burke, baby. I got here. Do you know which pots to put up on your board? Sure, why not? Pots so, so on, on the board to your right. No. The two red ones. Turn them on. Turn them up. Give them a shot. Right here. Yeah, let's see if this works. All right. Can't hurt to try. Nothing. Way to go. System's frozen. I'll tell you what. All right. So the, thing about, the thing about the Ed Burke that I find shocking is that he uh, was stripped from his position in the, as the head of the uh, finance committee. Finance committee. Yeah. And they put in another member of uh, the Irish Omerta. The, the uh, cartel. <laughs> yeah. They put in another member who himself, himself riddled in... Um, scandal uh in fact this is an article that was written by one of our very own uh john cass and um he puts this guy in and this is supposed to be the cleanup o'connor is the cleanup guy a guy who he hasn't yeah. been involved it's the hold down guy. in a scandal this quarter. That's right. So bring him on in, <laughs> and we're supposed to pretend. <laughs> the current suit he's wearing is clean. He's fine. Yeah. That stuff was, you know, last quarter. <laughs> and now we're just going to be fine. And in the meantime, Ed Burke, you know, as a, as a young guy yeah. from my neighborhood, when we started to do okay, we went to Rush Street. All right, I know you weren't one of these guys. You you know you weren't uh, Italian and you weren't cool. So we no, I was I was cool because I wasn't. One in of fact, those guys. I believe I'm the one that first called it the Viagra Triangle. Okay, that's great. Rush Can we move on. So uh, one of the things you notice is that all these wannabe gangsters, these old men, when I was a kid, were there. Yeah. And they were out there flashing, and they were drunk, and they had the young strippers and, walking and around. folks, just so you know, he's, he's talking about flashing uh, watches and, and jewelry. And, yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, they have flash in the cash. Like they People were actual, who aren't watching the stream would think that you were, you know, they were walking around in trench coats. But they something. would walk around like they were actual men of achievement. They right. were actual captains of industry. They no. actually were productive. Leeches. Or they were unique or they provided a service or a good that people needed. And they, would, they were successful. And I used to sit back with my friends and we would laugh at these clowns. These clowns who had these old crazy horse strippers hanging all over them. And they were actually acting like men. And Ed Burke was the prince of the Viagra Triangle, okay, which was uh, um, Rush Street. It was by Gibson's. It had uh, Hugo's Frog Bar. We, we you get know, it. we get, get the whole thing. Yeah. And um, tooling around in a Bentley. And this guy, the whole time, you're nothing but an extortion gangster, in my opinion. And See what I did there? In my opinion, an extortion gangster who wasn't tough enough to have a fight. He had a team of bodyguards for 30 years, around-the-clock bodyguards. Here's the big anti-gun thing. Every time there's a, he grabbed a mantra, 23 guns in his office. He That's is that, a, uh, a, a in fraud. His, uh, in his ownership uh, that he owns. They weren't all in his office. Oh, okay, in his ownership. Yeah. Whatever. So he's got guns. He's got 24-hour municipal uh, uh, taxpayer-funded security by Chicago police. Plus, he's got all the guns, but he doesn't want you to have either. Um, he's not going to park a cop in front of your house, and he's not going to let you have a gun. And in the or meantime, try not to have a gun. This, this failed system that we witness and we live through, this crime-ridden corruption known as Democrats, Chicago Democrats, right. what has happened is that the Illinois citizen has spread that throughout the state, well, and you're hiring one of its key members, both in Sean Gaston, Caston, whatever, yeah. and Lauren Underwood. So you as a non-corrupt uh, uh, Democrat fraud have but one conclusion. You've got to get the hell out. Well, can we just talk about for a second, get back to Burke in, the, in a general sense, how hard it is to be corrupt as an alderman? The things, the <laughs> Did things, you say hard? Yes. Yeah, all right. Now, now here's the, the system makes it difficult for you. Um, the problem is you've got essentially uh, all of these things he can do. His wife is a uh, judge, uh, judge, Supreme Court it's justice. A big deal, yeah. Her phones are ringing up. Yeah, the phones are ringing. She's you another one with the Bentley tooling around. Like they're like like <laughs> like they're uh, who are those those? Well, uh, th- what I was saying though, with yeah. it being hard to, to be corrupt, all of these things that should be considered illegal and our corruption in other places are not because they can say I did not personally benefit from whatever my wife is doing. It's the same thing with the new guy, um, you know, Connor or whatever his name is. I am not personally benefiting from the things that my wife. Oh yeah, you know, you don't live in the same house. You don't have. How about, so what, you have a separate checking account, therefore you're able to just have massive conflicts of interest. First of all, and they build it, they build their infrastructure because the money he was shaking companies down for were going to Grady, also known as Preckwinkle, who was the front runner for the mayor. So your only other option, who's the fresh new face, is Daly, who's running against the sins of his father. As you listen to his campaign, which is pretty much rejecting everything his father and brother stood for, Bill Daly. I mean, granted, he's probably one of the few that can read at the family parties, but nonetheless, he's not the fresh new face that's going to save us. It's, it's just either you, you reject something openly and you have the courage to say, no, 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 no. Your system is so corrupt that we are going to stop it immediately and we're going to help you in any way. Or you pretend, like every other mafia neighborhood, that it's benefiting you and you just want to be cut in on it. So I blame the Chicagoan, the ones who live in Burke's district, the ones who live in Madigan's district, who sold your dignity, who sold your soul for some penny-ante job and a pension you know you don't deserve. You're the ones who are at fault we're the victims and now you want us to just sit back and take it i'm sorry brother i say it's time to go all right let's go to byron 
Byron in Lombard, how are you? Thanks for calling hey, the show. Hey, Sean, I read the whole 38-page complaint. How many people do you think this is going to touch? Well, the thing is, they're, they're in on it, right? I mean, Byron, what I just said to you, the city workers, for the most part, have already sold out. They don't care what this indictment says. They're just glad their name's not on it. So you sold your yeah, ticket. Uh, Let's hang on to Byron. we got to hit the break. By Byron, we're going to hang on to you. i got to hit the break. You know, I'm not with the clock management and everything. He's, he's bad at radio. We'll be, we'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. See, I'm, you know, I'm not heavy. I can you make mean, it around the corner fast. Mean, don't fret. I can make it around a corner don't, faster than you can dream of making it around a corner. Don't fret. All right, let's go back to Byron, who I cut off, who had a very good point. Byron, thanks for holding on, buddy. Had his phone, the Fed's had his phone for 18 months which predates the Allstate Burger King company down in uh, uh, Sugarloaf, Texas sort of thing. So I'll, I'll give you a, just my statement, and then I'll turn you loose and let you answer. Don't the ward, um, the assistants in the ward, have something involved with this? And don't the other council members have something to do with this? And aren't there other businessmen across the Third. city that have something to do with this? Yeah, they're profiting from it. Well, I think you have to look. He's talking about specifically with Ed Burke. And no, this, I, uh, I am, too. They're this, profiting from but it. But I understand. But you, you assume that they're going to be looking all the way through any sort of uh, permitting, anything that he his finger touched, anything that his assistants people touched, anything. Um, you know, or things in his ward because it, I mean, obviously, he's trying to pattern behavior. He's going to no, be doing it. No, I get it, brother, and, and it's and I'm, it's great he got caught. But you've been getting away with it for five of decades, brother. Five decades, and if he has not amassed in over a hundred million dollar fortune, right. I mean, he's living like an actual productive member of society. Right. See, the reality see is, police star? I'm an old yeah, the walking he's around still with got the, bag. the police star. I'm an old guy who used to watch right the Lone Ranger, and you watch these shows, and crime didn't pay. When the reality of Chicago is that crime is the way; it's the only way, yeah. and it always pays. Well, that's, that's why the, I, the, I'm having a problem with my morality versus my reality. And that's why I, because you know, to me they're scumbags. And in the reality is they live like you and I'll never live. I can never get away from the thought when we were talking about Matt Quigley or talking to Matt Quigley earlier. You can't get away from the thought. Okay, this guy's got conservative values. He's going to stick to them. Um, he's not. You know, you know these are the things that he's saying. Who knows who he'd actually be? But he, he you know, a straight shooter and all that stuff. Yeah. He has no chance. No, he'll tur- if we're lucky, he'll stay. Uh, with the principles he has, and he won't be reelected again. Or the not other, talking about Matt Quigley. We're talking about. I'm talking about what happens to people who right. go there with this ideology, Generally. and you right. hope are good, and you hope our Tea Party guys. Yeah. Or what do they do? They turn into Kinzinger, yeah. who is so much like John McCain. He might as well take his old clothes. There's no separation from him. I wonder if he's the same size. Of course he is. They're all dainty and petite. Are you kidding me? And all they really got to do is wear that. I, there's a that terrible airplane, joke, but I like my job. Yeah, their airplane jumpsuit <laughs> every election season. So we pretend we forget with all this, the the, hey, uh, the way you know. in which he's used his office to profit. You know, this is the thing. I had you print up that article. We didn't get to it. Yeah, Pelosi raising Pelosi, uh, $68 million? $68 million she Who raised. she is? Paul this Ryan? This cycle. And that's the other thing. And they show how since Obama was elected, this woman has raised nearly one billion dollars. Yeah. And you know what? She's second to Paul Ryan that's and John Boehner. Yeah. 
It is outrageous. Yet all the virtuous socialists. Well, you know why? We're going to get it unless you have millions of dollars. There's no one in Washington is listening. There you go. Yeah. And who's going to run? Who's going to run for president? It's different versions of the same stupidity. And I'm not just talking about uh, the one who looked like John Denver before the Botox, oh, Elizabeth Warren. Give me this other dimwit <laughs> who was on uh, this week. I don't think there's any of this Julian is going to work. Castro. You don't think it's going to no, work? No, it's not working. Damn it. Doesn't work, dude. So first of all, his name is Julian, but yet they want to call him Julian. Julian? Yeah, it, it's Julian. We're right? American. There's no Huli that doesn't start with an H. His name is Julie. Julian. Okay? So Julie Castro, who pays homage to his, his like uncle, Fidel, is on this week preaching the same Literal Marxism that destroyed Russia. Yeah. And this son of a gun is considered a top contender by the, the uh, dwarf uh, Stephanopoulos. And this week, if you catch it, I, I, I highly recommend you do. It had Rahm Emanuel on it. And you know something? One thing about him, he's at least got the fortitude to tell you the truth. Yeah. Because you know Sometimes. what he said about the issue with the wall? Why solve the problem when you could run on the issue? That's what I say all the time. that's what the people want. So it's refreshing to see this ex-scoundrel Chicago failed mayor run on the honesty of the fraud they call the Democrat Party. This is the Liberty Hour. My name is Sean Thompson. We'll be back next week. When I get back from Florida, maybe. um, Because one day I'm going to stay down there, brother. In the meantime, uh, stay tuned for Dave Lombardo, who I love. uh, Get on with it. And he's got a show coming up. What's the name of that show? On Target Radio. On Target Radio. Yeah, we're going to talk about the 23 guns. I have to go home. 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 Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.